Good morning, Multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box and the Virtual Rec Room. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we have a very different show. Very interesting this morning. Joining us is a very special guest, William Joseph Roberts, author, publisher, sci-fi maven extraordinaire, and our favorite funny wrestler, the one, the only, Ivy Roman will be joining us. And we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets present, yeah, he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. Can't be that original. friends and foes that theme song was created for us by the murdering crows and you can get their brand new album four bad crows at amazon google apple music wherever you get music and uh, we appreciate you checking that out of course that's dl memphis the host of the ice cream queens along with the geek gumshoe also want to thank our sponsors, our supporters, Dave Mattingly, Sydney Kep, and Crystal Raven Jones, they contribute, and you can contribute too and help keep the lights on, as it were, at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. And this episode is brought to you by Unidragon Puzzles, some of the most amazing gifts you could ever get are puzzles from Unidragon Puzzles at unidragon.com slash promo code Serial Box Podcast. Use that promo code, take 10% off. And you guys, this is my first day with my new tongue this morning. I'm getting a little bit tang-tungled. So uh, we got some great comments already. Cindy Kep says, good morning. James O'Dell says, hillbilly. And we'll... We'll uh, show you what he's referencing in just a minute. Melissa Stetcher, who lost her voice at a hockey game last night, is not with us this morning. She's watching from the comfort of her rec room, says, good morning, sunshine. Good morning, Melissa. Willow Schuyler is in the rec room saying, good morning, friends. And Melissa says, watching on YouTube now. And Dave Mattingly says, breakfast is the most important podcast of the day. Ah, most important podcast. That's right. And we are 100% non-toxic. And we are the only podcast that is fortified with eight essential vitamins and minerals. And Tabitha says, tongue get caught in your eye tooth so you can't see what you're saying. Absolutely, that's right. So uh, this morning, we are without Debartee. I'm not even going to make a joke about it this morning. Her daughter, uh, like, broke, ripped her tendon. Her Achilles tendon has had surgery. She's been in pain all week. 
Mom's taking care of her. Melissa lost her voice. Sean is away on vacation celebrating his birthday. So this morning, the official co-host of Back of the Cereal Box is one of my favorites and yours. She is the lady that's going to hurt you with laughter, professional wrestler, comedian, and cosplayer, Ivy Roman. Good morning, Ivy. Why do you have your voice weird again? Is this Halloween all over again? Wait, wait what's <laughs> wrong with my voice? You have you have like an audio, like a monster audio. And I was just like, am I getting pranked again? Wait, <laughs> mo- monster audio? Yeah, like on my end, like I hear like I hear you like a like a bot, like a monster. It's so Does weird. anybody else hear that? Uh people watching in the audience? Cause I don't I don't hear what I sound like. I now, know, was I it that way before normal, we went live? I'm over here reading lips and guessing. <laughs> so Melissa says it doesn't sound like a monster to me. You know what, Ivy, you may need to um go out and come back in. D- d- yeah, I'll disconnect and log back in. This is hysterical. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably grab grab something, another device. I'll jump out. Yes. So we're going to let her jump out and we'll bring her back in. But she is going to be the official co-host this morning. Everybody else says it sounds fine. And for those who are watching for the first time, you can, golly, Dave Mattingly says this podcast is made from free range cereals. And everybody else is saying that uh, everything sounds normal, at least normal for me. And, um, This is how this show works, guys. You can post comments in the chat during the show. This is interactive, and uh, we will address you, and you are part of the show. Well, while we're waiting for Ivy to come back, let me just mention that you can sponsor the show by becoming a contributor at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. If you like what we do, support us. If you don't like what we do, Support us even more generously. Give even more so that we can improve. And that has made our special guest in the rec room, William Joseph Roberts, laugh. Let's bring him up. He is a publisher, author, and 80s maven extraordinaire. Good morning, William. Or do you like to go by Bill? Actually, most people just call me Hillbilly. Hillbilly? Oh, that's been my call sign since day three of boot camp, man. Hillbilly. So... Tell the people who you are, what you do, how you got wrangled into being on this show at nine in the morning, and uh, what is your like your pop culture passion? Oh God! Okay, so all right, I write under William Joseph Roberts. I am an author of sci-fi, fantasy, horror, pretty much anything that the evil mind squirrels demand of me. I am the head publisher at Three Ravens Publishing. Um, let's see, cheesy B-rate. I mean, I, just straight up, Ice Pirates, Spaceballs, you know, Battle Beyond the Stars. Uh, uh um, oh crap. Buckaroo Banzai. I mean, that, that's my thing. You know, wh- one of my shop movies, besides being Ice Pirates, is Caveman. I know that thing from front to back. I can quote every bit of it. And I just got to hear the the sound effects in the background for what scene it's in, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I grew up 
watching a lot of Elvira, uh, USA up all night with, with Gilbert Godfrey and uh, was it Rhonda Shear? I'd watch them Friday and Saturday nights. You know, it's the strangest thing. <laughs> I'm in New York and I get this phone call. And they say you got to go to Nashville, Tennessee to answer it and be on this podcast called Back of the Cereal Box. I'll tell you, it's more fun than being on USA's Up All Night. <laughs> um, and let's see. Well, we met at uh, Chattacom. Um, yes, we did. Ivy, is that better? Yes. I don't know. I think it's my AirPods. I think I just need new AirPods. I have no idea what happened. Like, and I have you them... sound much better now. Yeah, you're oh a lot my God. better. I'm old school right now. I had to, like, come get closer to the camera. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the earbuds tend to screw with the sound a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, uh, you know, met you guys at, at Chattacon. That, that was cool because you were doing the wander around in the vendor room and I was actually on another interview as you guys walked through the door of the vendor hall. And uh, I got done with that and popped in just as y'all were finishing up at the three Ravens table. And uh, my, my table minions, they were like, oh, good, he's here. <laughs> and I, was, I, I went back through and I watched and it's like, cool, you got spy camera footage for me. I can see how they're doing without me there. <laughs> they were doing a great job. They were doing a great job. And we're going to talk more about your books and your work. In a minute, but I have to ask the most important question. It's Saturday morning. What's in the bowl? I've got the remaining amount of the chocolate caramel Captain Crunch Honey Nut Cheerios. Is that what you have, Ivy? Oh, my God. It is a psychic moment. Didn't that happen the last time you were on the show, Ivy? (laughs) Yeah. Do I just bring twin magic without having a twin? Wait, so so it's a Wonder Twins power, Wonder Twin Powers thing. <laughs> well, let me just say, if Ivy had a twin, the world would blow up to weight because it could not handle the hotness. <laughs> I don't think the world can handle the level of sarcasm. <laughs> well, Ivy, for those people who have never tuned in before, you are the official co-host this morning. Tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what is your pop culture fandom. Hey, you guys. My name is Ivy Roman. I'm a professional wrestler and comedian. Um, It's an honor to be here tonight with all of you and having our cereal so early in the morning. Um, My fandom at the moment, right now, John, Johnny. It is Star Trek Lower Deckers on HBO Max. I am geeking out over this series. It is so amazing, especially just having, you know, as adults, we all know this is the worst hood of our lives, right? It's the most ghetto of, of them all. So, you know, after a long work day, turn it on, kick back, and it's like I'm like a kid all over again. And I literally have the best sleep. So I love this show. Now, so Lower Decks, is that the animated show? Mm-hmm, it is. Okay, I have not seen it yet, but... Well, now, there's a second animated Star Trek, too. It's uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which is over on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so the next one that I'm going to watch after. Like, unfortunately, gonna... I haven't watched any of those because I'm a cheapskate, and we don't even have cable anymore because nobody was watching it. But, you know, all the, the premium stuff, it's like... Yeah. Okay, we got Netflix and YouTube. That's pretty much what we watch. 
but yeah, well, next we're, we're, we're Netflix, Disney Plus, pretty much everything that we want to watch is between those. Although I do now have an HBO Max um, trial subscription so that I can watch Peacemaker. Yes, and, it's so good. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. I was going to start it last night, but I got derailed. And that's a whole other story. We'll tell it in a minute. But I got to know. So we're talking cereal. For those of you who are tuned in, I am of an age where we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table. In between cartoons and comics and kaiju, we were reading the back of the cereal box. And there's nothing so- on the back anymore. Well, so there is on Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, they have... Listen, I I posted a a thing on Instagram, a a carousel on Instagram this week, uh, talking about the connection of board games and cereal. Because we cover board games quite a bit on on our channel. And people are like, Johnny, what does board games have to do with cereal? Well, Captain Crunch is like... They they continually uh, print games or or have uh, board game mail-in premiums. And this one has this really cool chocolate caramel river maze. And, of course, they're not difficult, but they're fun. Yeah. But nothing on the back of Honey Nut Cheerios? What's what's on the back of it? It, It's like some recipe stuff. Um, You you oat a no. More than 500 recipes were developed, and more than 10 shapes and sizes were considered before the ideal Cheerios recipe was found i mean it's just, it's some trivia stuff but it's like that's not great I, my, my favorites were always the um um uh, oh crap what do you call them um like the where's waldo so you had to find the certain objects you know so you got this big picture on the back of it and it's like okay well find this and find that and you know and where's lucky at and that kind of stuff that's that's pretty amazing so as a you know, I was thinking about the, this morning, and, and this is a great segue. So you guys are eating Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm eating Caramel Chocolate Captain Crunch, which I love Captain Crunch to begin with. And adding caramel and chocolate to it just takes it to a whole nother level. But I got to know, when we were kids, I, I mean, did you eat Cheerios as kids? Were you, like, all excited about the Cheerios box? How does it hold up for you as an adult because i was thinking about this this morning what are some things that you didn't like as a kid but today as an adult you really appreciate oh god um <laughs> i mean some, yeah no 100 uh there's napping uh if we're if we're keeping it cereal um I learned to like raisin bran for health purposes. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I've learned, but my mom showed me a cool way to have it that kind of made it taste like oatmeal, not really cereal. Like warming up the milk and then just pouring it over. It like it tastes better. Um, and honestly, just having free time to do whatever you want without having to be anywhere. I think that's what it is, really. Yeah. Oh God. You know, having all. <laughs> My inner child back to do whatever. Oh God, that would be something amazing. Um, you know, there wasn't a cereal that I really didn't like, except for this one. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like eating tree bark. And, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, 
Wait. Shredded wheat? No, it wasn't. No, I, I like shredded wheat. Um, but my mama and papa, uh, you know, I stayed with them a lot, and they would get this one cereal, and it, it wasn't special K, and it was like grape little, nuts. Yes, yes, and it tasted like freaking tree bark. All right, Ew. so normally <laughs> it's the worst when your cereal gets soggy in the milk. Yeah, for me, and and this is. This is a thing with Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch gets soggy really quick. Mm-hmm. It, it tears up the roof of your mouth, but it gets soggy quick. Now, the the chocolate puffs in it do not. They stay crispy, which is an odd thing. But I hate it when cereal gets soggy in the bowl. And grape nuts, you had to like to even make it edible. You had to let it sit and it's marinate soap. for about 30 minutes. To uh, really be able to enjoy it. <laughs> what does that look for? <laughs> Ivy's face. I'm, I'm just think, I'm just thinking about like having cereal that tastes like tree bark. Like I feel so bad for your for that moment in your childhood. Like ah. But, but it was all about <laughs> fiber. And the only reason I ate it is because that's the only cereal that there was. And it's like I mean, nobody what, was yeah. making breakfast. Like okay, we'll get some cereal. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's sugar, why that, you can eat it after you let it soak for a while, or you just go ahead and push through it and you know tear the roof of your mouth open, and it's hurting for the next week because it, you know you ate razor blades or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some listener and viewer comments. Uh, Melissa Stetcher says about Hillbilly's beard that beard, <laughs> yes, love it. So Hillbilly, how long did it take you to grow that, and how? Oh, How God. much time do you spend daily maintaining it? Uh, maintaining? Not much, because I just kind of brush it through and then pin it back up. And it depends on the day. Now, okay, I, I've been asked this question many times, because since I got out of the military, I went through different variations trying to figure it out and what I wanted to do, and finally got to the point where it grew long enough that I could do double braids. And I yes, can't braid I, for crap. That's when I met yeah. you. When I yeah. met you, you had it double braided. Well, you know, my wife, she braids it up for me and, and puts beads on it to hold it down and stuff. Um but it actually took me about two years to get it back to this length because um, in uh, March of 2020, just before they sent me home from the office, um, I realized how much I was touching my face. And I was actually working third shift at that point. They were nice enough. We got a cancer patient in the house. So my, my work was nice enough to put me on third shift to cut some contact. But I realized how much I was touching my face with the long hair. I mean, it's back in a tail right now. And the beard. So I just went and got it shaved off. I got everything cut down, clean shave. I'll never do that again because the family triple chin came through and I didn't realize it. Um, (laughs) You laugh, but you're going to have that deal too. Um, Yeah, my my daughter, I walked into her room and she had a mental breakdown. She started crying and panicking because she didn't recognize me. Oh my God, that Um, is so crazy. So... I, I, you know, I go to sleep after I get home and by noon, I had a text from my upper boss that's like, okay, come get your computer. So I started the exodus from work, but, uh, it's taken me since then to grow it back out. Well, let's see. You can see how long it's it is. It's like, yeah, to the middle of your chest. Yeah. That is, that takes teamwork to handle that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I, coconut I suspect- oil will help your hair to grow if you didn't know that. 
So a little bit of coconut oil. Really? Yes. So that's all I got to do. Well, you're kind of <laughs> screwed there. No, no, this is this is intentional. Um, I I shave it off every day because I have this baby fine hair. My daughter has the same hair. It, you got to like use massive amounts of product yeah. to keep it in place. And because I like to wear hats as part of my style, every time I take off the hat, it's like crazy hair. I'm like <laughs> Doc Brown, and um, I got it, and I only sweat from the top of my head. I don't sweat anywhere else on my body. It's from the top of my head down. Wow. So if I You're start sweat, my hair gets all matted. And so I just got sick of it. And so I just, one day before a show, before a performance, I just shaved it all off. And um, my my uh, my uh, cast members thought it was just really cool. And so, you know, when when gorgeous women are commenting about how sexy your bald head is, <laughs> you just keep it. You just keep it. Hey, we got some comments I got to acknowledge. Chris Vaglio is in the audience. Says, what up, everyone? Oh, what's up? Chris what's and up? I did our uh, back uh, Book of Boba Fett recap last week. If you missed it, go back and listen to that. And Dave Mattingly said, Joe Bob Brit- Briggs, is that one of the co-hosts or, or the movie hosts that you would watch, Hillbilly? Joe Bob Briggs. I don't he did know. Drive-In Movie Theater on USA. Oh, God. Um... Okay, I vaguely remember seeing that a little bit because that was that was like middle of the day with the the um, Kung no, Fu it was late night. It was, was a late, late night, like late night Friday nights, or maybe Saturday night. I, I it was it was like the same time slot as Up All Night, but it was on a different night. Was that before or after Up All Night? Then it was. They were concurrent. I and might Joe have caught Bob, one somewhere, but it, it sounds familiar. Joe Bob was a flannel shirt wearing good old boy. Oh, he would do, he would do like the horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah. Throwback. And (laughs) Dave Mattingly says, I want Gilbert Gottfried to narrate, narrate my life. (laughs) So do I. Dave Mattingly looked in the mirror. And he thought, man, I'm a handsome guy. Well, you know, Pop culture, all right? So I love my cheesy B-rate horror stuff. And this is a little bit of a plug, but, oh, God, books are falling. So we did this last year. It came from the trailer park, and it's oh, as yes, cheesy yes. as you think it is. Oh. Um, that well, is amazing art. You know, I, I got Bill Oberst Jr. to give us the opening essay on it. And he's he's like an Emmy Award-winning horror actor, which is I, it's like freaking amazing. But that's part of the network, you know. The network is an amazing thing when you build it and you've got that six degree of separation. Some people know people and they contact. It's cool. So, um, but I'm still looking for my opening essay. So maybe I should holler at Gilbert Godfrey because Elvira hasn't gotten back to me yet. But she kind no, of no, 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 no. You need to to holler to Joe Bob Briggs because yeah. that was the whole thing with his show was he was in a trailer park, mm-hmm. okay, hosting it. Yeah. He he wore this flannel shirt. He had a cowboy hat, and it was a uh, he was in front of a trailer, like a um, a Shasta trailer. I think if anything, anyone gets that vision, it would be definitely him. American film critic. All right, I'll, I'll give him a holler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've already got you know I've got a 
email out to Elvira, but you know, she kind of went on the down low after everything blew up. Well, you know what? I might be able to help you with that. I've got some connections to Miss Peterson. Okay. Yeah. So um, send me a note to remind me. Um, Dave Mattingly says, I'm so old. I remember when old school was just school. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ivy, you don't remember those days because you were still yet a baby. What year was this? I I don't know. How old are you? Like 26? Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I'm 31. You're still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> See, I listen. I say I'm of an age where we didn't have iPhones or iPads. We were reading the back of the cereal box. But I realized this week that I am at that age where I think everybody is my age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to this point where you just think that everybody is the same age and everyone has the same experiences and can relate to the same things. I definitely could relate to that because um, like for me, I don't see age at all. Like I just see the person's soul. I see the person's heart. We have a great conversation. Like that's like far, far, far from my mind. So like when we met, I swear to God, I thought you were my age. I thought you were like early thirties. So, and then wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're like early thirties, right? Sure. <laughs> I, look, I'm a just roll with a brother older than people think I am. Yeah, well, because I, I inherited I my dad's it. my dad's ageless gene when when my dad was 86 years old, he looked like he was in his mid 50s. Yeah, oh, so wow. my dad just turned 70 this week. My dad's birth, we're having a birthday party tonight, and he just turned 70. My dad still looks like he's 45. Like, I kid you not. He looks amazing. So, you know, that it's, gives that me fountain, so much hope. it's that fountain of youth. <laughs> now, 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 here you go for the, for the nerds out there. I am of the age that we are in the middle of the science fiction that I read about back in the day. We're doing a video chat. I talked to uh, one of my authors who lives in New Zealand, you know, early in the morning and we just pop on here and we're talking, but you know, back in the eighties, that was just straight up science fiction. It didn't happen. You couldn't do that. So this is amazing that we can do this kind of thing. Yeah, it really is. And we're going to talk about some more amazing stuff in a minute. We got some more comments. Oh my gosh. People are just flooding us. Uh, I don't know that we're going to be able to get to every comment, everybody, but we're going to (laughs) try Chris Vaglio says, Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. I love Honey Nut Cheerios. Did you, I, guys, and- did you guys see how I was having my coffee? I'm so sorry, Johnny. No, I didn't. No. So, all right. So, you guys know I live in New York, and I'm always, you know, fast-paced. I'm always busy. So, I'm actually having coffee with my Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm pouring it into my coffee. And oh, I'm that's literally, milk stuff right there. And I'm literally is. just, like, eating it. Is it I good? Go. It's delicious. It's so good, especially when it gets a little soggy. So you don't taste the coffee sogginess. instead of milk. Mm-hmm. Try it. Try it, guys. So Let I was know. at Walgreens the other night, and they had a display in the center of the store with all of these boxes of cereal on top. But the base of the display were 12 packs of beer. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what are they trying to suggest here? That you should have... Beer with your cereal? I'm sure there are many people I'll, who would I'll do that. I'll try that. that. That's milk great as well. I'll try yeah. that on a dare. I'll do that on a dare in the next one. I'll have okay. a beer and I'll try it. Okay. All right. Now, the, the coffee and the cereal, 
Okay, that that's equivalent of taking instant coffee from the MRE pack and putting a dip in to get your morning jolt. Yeah. For we real? used to do that crap in um, Yeah. Well, the, the whole reason why I do it is um, I used to live with my best friend when I was a young adult and her mom, you know, she would get frustrated that I wasn't eating breakfast. And she literally woke me up super early and said, no, this is how you have to start your day. Like, you have to have something like have your cereal at least. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, lady, I got things to do. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> but ever since I tried it, it's like it's like a little piece of home. It's like a good memories. <laughs> Cindy Kep says today breakfast is grits, avocado, and sausage. She says it's weird, but it's that's not weird. That's not that's weird. like that's like a standard breakfast here in Middle Tennessee. And and that's that's a standard Hispanic yeah, breakfast. Yeah, well, maybe not the avocado, but yeah, no, but yeah. grits and sausage. Hillbilly, yeah, grits and that, sausage. That's standard kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And now now I gotta ask, uh, Ivy, do you have grits in New York? Do you know what those are? Yeah, um, there are certain places like um, like old school, like 50, 60 diners. Like okay. you'll find them like in, in Queens. There's actually a really good one when you come out here. I want to go with you um, and everyone for if you come to Comic-Con. It's called Jackson Hole. And it's like a cool little, uh, they actually shot Goodfellas there um, in the diner scene. So it's they have the grits. They have home fries. Really, Done. really freaking good. Listen, the best breakfast I ever had was in a diner in New York, just around the corner from uh, the Producers Club Theater. It's just I, that's I where we went. That's what that's where we went when I was last at the Producers Club in December. That we place went there. Is it's so good, awesome, and and <laughs> oh it's cheap. God. It's not so it's, cheap. It's, it's it's amazing that place. It is now. Now I got to ask this question, Hillbilly, on your grits. Do you eat them with? Sugar or maple syrup, salt and pepper, butter, cheese. What What is your favorite way to eat grits? My standard, either a little bit of sugar or a little bit of honey. Okay. Um, I like cinnamon. The wife, she loves her cheese grits. Yeah, I, I'm a cheese I've grits kind of guy. I've never been a cheese grit fan. Yeah, I don't like the cheese, but like on mm, grits. Love but love I, 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 love, I love putting like uh, sugar and cinnamon and just mixing it. And it's so good. So Andrew Milden just said that Wonder Twin series is coming soon to HBO Max. Yes. Oh really? Yes. That's oh, scary. I can't wait to see that. And Lower Decks, says Dave Mattingly, is basically a cartoon of the Orville. And that's why I love it, because I, I love, love the, the Orville. Orville. I'm so mad when they canceled it. No, no, no. Was... It's coming back for season coming... three. No yeah. way. Yeah. I'm super hyped. Yep, they're filming it right now. Oh, my God. I, 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 I'm so hyped. I've got a good grit story for any new parents out there. Um, we were on a trip to Florida, to Panama City, to go take care of some stuff down there. And we went to one of our little mom and pop hole-in-the-wall diner best, places that we used best. to love. Because it was just after we'd moved up here, and it's like a year and a half after we had to go take care of some stuff. Well, we have our six-month-old, who is now a stinky teen. Um, but, you know, me being brand-new parent, didn't think anything of it. Take that little spoonful of grits, put it in little six-month-old baby mouth, and screaming commences. Because you know how lava that grits are, and yeah. Remember to check the temperature of the grits before you give them to baby, because it's going to hurt your soul forever. See, I like when grits 
congeal a little emotional bit. Damage. <laughs> yes, emotional damage. <laughs> you can hear it in the background. Right? <laughs> um, hey, James Odell says six eggs over easy covered in my brisket chili. Brisket chili s- sounds really good yeah, right now. Yeah, that sounds oh, God, really yeah. good. Odie, he runs a barbecue shop up in, um, crap, it's up in Pennsylvania. Um, I can't remember where it's at. Um, Odell Barbecue, and shout out got, to Odell Barbecue. Yeah, Odell he's Bar- gotten so many reviews, and I just haven't made it up there to eat his barbecue. We used to go snorkeling and spearfishing off the coast of Okinawa. Um, That's we, we, oh yeah, you know he he cooked up fish one time after we brought some back. It, it was good stuff. Dave says napping used to be a punishment. <laughs> now it's a reward. Absolutely, yeah, I can't real. wait to go to sleep. And uh, shout out from the Call Up Podcast. Hey guys! <laughs> Cindy Kep says grape nuts is scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Dave says grape nuts. What an oversight! No grapes, no nuts. <laughs> and the Call Up Podcast says hell yeah. <laughs> and Andrew says the trick is you have to have ice cold milk. Sometimes even put ice in the cereal bowl. And the Captain Crunch does not turn soggy so fast. Yeah, but you water it down. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That would be All like right. using one percent milk. That that's no, sacrilege. Not, not really. If you use whole milk, but you like two percent, you're basically making your own milk in your own cereal bowl. Yeah. If you're using the water, that's a that's a science project. That's like a morning, early morning science project. <laughs> you have to have that. The just right made my head cubes. hurt, Ivy. <laughs> It's too early for that. He ain't had enough coffee yet. I don't drink coffee. I only drink Diet Coke. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Dave Mattingly says, keep a chin up. All three of them. (laughs) Listen, you guys, I I found an old picture of me from when um, I was doing another video show about 10 years ago. And I swear, this was me. I can't even do it anymore. This was me. I I was over 300 pounds and just... No chin. And um, this morning, I'm down to 240. I'm oh, 20 nice. pounds away. I'm that close. That's good, man. Keep it going. I'm I'm like 10 pounds close to my goal, <laughs> too. So I, I, I literally feel that feeling. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, Hillbilly, he's referring to you unshaven. Is yes, there, there actually is. Um, what? I think I threw it up on my Facebook two years ago, maybe. There, there is an image of me clean shaven that I will, I will never go back to it again, ever. <laughs> um, Chris Vaglio <clears throat> says that our Boba Fett recap was amazing and that you can find it here on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, it's probably right below this one. Uh, check it out. And James O'Dell says, I prefer Mystery Science Theater 3K. Um, I know Joel, and I've done uh, some panels with Joel at uh, some Comic-Cons. Uh, he's a fun guy, but he's a, he's a demanding guy. He wants his con experience to be very specific. Um, that's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Dave Mattingly says that Gilbert Godfrey's Opening essay in your book would be in all caps. <laughs> and that would be okay. I love this book. That would be It's the best book right. I've ever read. Why did they take so long to publish this? Do the voice, Johnny. <laughs> Why did they take so long to publish this? 
I swear, I could read this book while eating crackers all day. <laughs> and Andrew Milden says, Gilbert Gee is my spirit animal. <laughs> do, I, do I need to do an intro for our show as Gilbert Gottfried? Do it. Yo, I, I, I would be so hyped for that. <laughs> I would be so hyped for that. All right, everybody, you are listening to Back of the Cereal Box. It's a great podcast. I love it. It's more fun than USA's <laughs> Up All Night. That's that's gonna be clipped. Yep, yep. I gave you a, I gave I gave you a couple of dance moves. <laughs> I saw that was awesome. You know, I can't do the voice without squinting and closing yeah, my I eyes. Know, and like doing the hand. Of, that's um, part of channeling the man himself, you know. Yeah. It's just like when I when I do Pee Wee Herman, I have to do this with my hands. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, we got to get to, speaking of Pee Wee Herman and Saturday morning cartoons, I gave you guys an assignment. I Now, Ivy, you got the assignment late because you you were tapped and tagged to be on the show at the last minute to uh, fill in for Dee and Melissa. Um, and you're doing a spectacular job, by the way. Oh, thank you. But It's always nice to be with you. But... I, one of the things that we're going to start doing is uh, watching every week and talking about classic and vintage cartoons. So I gave you guys an assignment to watch the first episode of The Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty. Ivy, were you able to complete that assignment? I don't know why Waldo Kitty reminded me of John Cena as I was watching it. Like, Wait, how how does Waldo <laughs> Kitty remind you of John Cena? You gotta so all right, 1975, you guys, 1990, you know math. But when there was a there was a part where he was like, you know, fitness, low carbs, and I was just like, John Cena. <laughs> That's probably when. Well, okay, so uh, let me set this up. Before we talk about the specific episode. So The Secret Adventures of Waldo Kitty was an animated series in 1975 through 1976. Only 13 episodes were ever produced, one season, because they were sued over the title. The, the, the cartoon was inspired by the short story, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And in that short story, Walter Mitty lives his life through imaginary characters and, and scenes and circumstances. And that's the concept with the secret lives of Waldo Kitty. He's this, I'm Waldo Kitty, a meek and mild kind of cat. But when there's trouble in the neighborhood, this ordinary house cat transforms into these superheroes that are based on you know, analogs of heroes of of the the day or or the past. So you have from uh, left to right, you've got the Captain Kirk uh, character, Captain Cat. You've got Tarzan, Catzan. You've got the Batman character, Catman. You've got Robin Hood, Robin Cat, and the uh, the Lone Ranger character. I think they called him the uh, Lone Kitty. But um, and and he would fight crime, quote unquote, in the neighborhood. And it was usually, you know, he was having to rescue his girlfriend from the uh, 
the bulldog and, and the villain and whatnot. And in this episode that we watched, it was episode one called Catman. And he has his partner, Sparrow. And this is probably the scene where Sparrow's like, how can you do all this great stuff? And he's like, well, it's exercise and low carb and vitamins and, and living a good, well, wholesome life. Yeah, he was like, well-balanced diet, low carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it reminded you of John Cena. Now It really did. It really did. <laughs> I've got to tell you guys that this is a sentimental favorite of mine. It is the first cartoon that I remember seeing wow, as a awesome. kid. 1975, I would have been five years old. I just gave away my real age, Ivy. Um, but um, I loved this show as a kid. I was obsessed with it. I memorized the theme song. I still go around the house singing it to yay. That having been said, I haven't seen an episode of it until this week. Oh, wow. So how do you feel? How did you feel after you watched it after so long? So you remember last two weeks ago, we talked about things that you loved as a kid, but they don't hold up today. Mm -hmm. Mm. It did not hold up for me. Um, I still love it sentimentally, and I'm going to allow it to continue to live on in my memory, in glory. I probably will not watch another episode, though, because I really do not want to ruin that childhood memory. But I want to get your thoughts, starting with you, Hillbilly. What did you think about The Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty? And be gentle. Be be gentle. Well, it it definitely had a Hanna-Barbera feel. But But it was made by Filmation. Yep. It was Hanna-Barbera on a Walmart budget. And you said that was the first one that Filmation had made. I didn't know that. So that, that okay, that explains a little bit on the production. Um, you definitely had. Well, and remember, of, this of is 75. From, yeah, that, you know, you definitely had the vibe of them pulling from the current pop culture of the day, which, you know, Batman was the big thing. And that, that's what that first episode really did. And God, what was it? Uh, you know, Slim Goodbody and all these other things back in the day. You know, they did the live action bit and then they went straight into the cartoon. And, you know, Slim Goodbody did that. Uh, there was another one on PBS that was, it was um, grammar and stuff. And they, they, they shifted over to a cartoon. I can't remember. That was very popular in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Um, Electric Company did it. Electric Company um, did it a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, this show actually got rave reviews, critical acclaim for the clever way that they mixed live action and animation. And, and, for the day, look, we, we can't look at this with, you know, 2022 uh, production values because, you know, things were different back then. But for that day, the the seamlessness of the live action to animation was hailed as a, a huge thing, a big deal. Yeah. But th- did it hold up for you? Did you um, love it, hate it, or... I, I, I was kind of middle ground. I mean, but if I went back and watched any of the stuff I watched back in the in the day, you know, like we used to watch Heckle and Jekyll, Mighty Mouse, all of those. And I'm sure that if I went back and watched it right now, I'd be like, what in the world were we watching? We're going to be doing that a lot on this show. <laughs> I've got like a whole that. list. I've got I a whole like list. That. Now, Ivy, what did you think? Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty. 
I'm not gonna lie. When I first turned it on, I was like, "Is this real cats?" I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Excuse me, guys. Sorry, children. Don't say that. I was like, "What am I watching?" But then I was like, "Is this the right clip?" And then I just started watching it and just like. Oh, I was like 75. I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. You know, I was thinking about production levels. So I was like, all right, so let me start it over and kind of look at it from like if I'm a kid from back then. Uh, like, let me try to remove myself from 2022 expectations, right? And to be honest with you, like, there was just a warm and comfort about it. Like, you know, it just made me think of my siblings. Like, this is what they were watching, and they never shared it with me. But, you know, I got to know what it is now, and I thought it was really cool. I like the little... um like the he was like a little vain. Like he was like, "Oh, so you called me from my number? That is uh, <laughs> no one in the world has." <laughs> I'm assuming you need something, and I'm just like, "Yo, that is hilarious. That's something that like I would say as a joke to you know somebody. So like just playing around with a friend. So I mean, I, I don't. I'm not gonna say it was amazing, but it was it was a great experience watching it. And I thank you for sharing that part of your childhood with me. Well. That's awesome. I, I love hearing that. So um, it only lasted for 13 episodes. It was canceled despite the fact that it was a huge hit. And it was a critical success. It was a huge hit with kids. And because a lot of kids could really relate to that shy, almost bullied type of person persona that he had when he was just a normal house cat, but then to live the fantasy of being able to transform yourself into a superhero through him, it really resonates with a lot of people. Even today, you know, the idea that someone can close their eyes and become, you know, the Lone Ranger or, you know, Captain Kirk and live that adventure is really appealing. And I think that's one of the things that made um, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty such a beloved short story and, and, you know, so many other things based on it, including the movie with Ben Stiller, which mm -hmm. was a really great movie, by the way. It was. Um, but, you know, kids could relate to that. And um, I certainly did. I would, uh, little, little confession time. I carried a briefcase around with me filled with different cos superhero costume pieces and around the neighborhood, I was probably inspired by the show. And I would carry it with me around the neighborhood and I would become different superheroes throughout the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. I was Pocahontas. So I'm, you know, I definitely like I, I my mom bought me like this kit that it was like the complete outfit for Pocahontas. And I would carry, you know, around little pieces that I could carry with one hand or just at least like the necklace or something like something that you know made me feel like you know i was a princess because you know that was my favorite uh that was my favorite going up that's so sweet and until you sent me the link i'd never seen this one but the the layout reminds me of another cartoon i just can't think of what it is and it might have been on hannah barbera um they they did something similar with they didn't do the live action, but the characters would put themselves into that position and go on that adventure in their imaginations. And I know it's been done over and over. I mean, what, Backyardigans 
does that nowadays and stuff like that. But there, there was one that was a Hanna-Barbera, and I don't remember which one it was, but that, that, that's that been way back in the day. I think, yeah. I, I, I think really, like, what it reminds, like, the animation itself reminded me a little bit of Tom and Jerry. Just the lines, like, certain outlinings of, like, the mm-hmm. feline face of the cartoon. And I was just like, oh, okay. I could, I could see they probably used some of the same artists and, you know, later on. The, the cartoon well, bulldog's voice. That was probably the funniest part of it. It, fun just, fact it did not about, match. Fun fact about the animation company, Filmation. They were famous for recycling the same shots. They would use the same shots several times in a, an episode. And then they would recycle them throughout. So even though he played these different characters uh, throughout the uh, series... You know, they would recycle things like this. They would use this same shot, but they would have different dialogue in a different episode. And Filmation was famous for that. They also did the Star Trek series. They did uh, Planet of the Apes. They did one of my all-time favorites, Flash Gordon. And uh, we'll be watching an episode of that uh, down the line. But we're going to be doing this every week, guys, really leaning into the Saturday morning experience of our youth. And I'd love to know from folks watching what if you watched the Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty, because I posted the link on our Instagram. What did you think about it? Uh, post your comments and um, hopefully. So Melissa says she does not follow directions very well. <laughs> love her <laughs> because adulting is hard it <laughs> yes. is it is andrew did watch it and said that he was not a fan well okay but 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 maybe watch it again and and take some of these comments to mind when you watch it again I, I yeah know. yeah definitely don't don't look at it like if it's 2022 like look at it like if you were a little kid just watching cartoons and how uh, you know how amazing everything you saw was wait what can you say be <laughs> gentle to a hillbilly what that, what would that even look like um yes you can i guess it depends on listen the some of some of the most gentle souls i've ever known were hardcore real deal west virginia hillbillies mm-hmm that's Southern love. Hillbilly Mulligan Stew. Mulligan Stew never had what, Mulligan Stew that what, I what know What is that of. a reference to? I have yeah. no idea. No idea. The Baskin Mighty Mouse is still a blast, especially the Bat Bat episodes. Okay, we'll have to put that on our yeah. on our list. And Melissa says, "Ivy, you are so my sister." <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Know, you. you you know you got to throw some Tom and Jerry on the list at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Dave Mattingly says, when I think of Walter Mitty, I still think of Danny Kay. And uh, James O'Dell says, now I'm more like Michael Douglas walking in the city. And Andrew says he will never love this cartoon. (laughs) We didn't say love it. We just said give it another chance. (laughs) Sentimentally, I love it. Sentimentally, I love it. All right, before we uh, get too far down, we have got to do Andrew's favorite, favorite segment. And um, we have got to talk about new loot. Because part of the Saturday morning experience is reaching 
into the cereal box and pulling out that toy, that prize inside. And this week, I have a game that I picked up called Shotgun. And Shotgun is a card game, but it comes in this travel pouch. So it's it's a game that you play for road trips. Who it's makes it? The, go ahead. Who makes it? Uh, you know what? It's from the creators of What Do You Meme? Okay. Oh, yeah. They so, make some good stuff. That sounds like something Steve would make over Steve Jackson Games. It, well, yeah. But, but this is a card game that you play during road trips. And so it's things like quick. First person to say which side of the gas tank on wins a point. Um, dashboard. Whoever spots the next cop gets a point for being our lookout. <laughs> and, and this is a game that you can, there's probably 500 cards in here. Oh, that's oh, like that, a game that, that you that's, can that's play, awesome. uh, you know, over the course of a long road trip. Play the silent game. First person to make a noise loses a point. And, and this is just, I, we're going to play it today because I've got a road trip. We've got a four hour road trip up to uh, Eastern Kentucky. Okay. So uh, we're going to play this with the family in the car today. And I'll be able to give you a full report. But uh, how cool is that? That is awesome. That where, seems like where can we get that at? Because I've got a nine-hour road trip to fantasize with me and my crew. And that would be awesome. Barnes & Noble yeah. is where I picked this copy up. <clears throat> so uh, if you have a local Barnes & Noble, run out and grab Shotgun. The, I saw uh, them in Target too. Um, oh, does it? Yeah, do they have I, it in Target. Yeah, I saw them in Target. Um, because um, what do you mean is also in Target, and I I saw like the green, and I was like, oh, what's that? Okay, so Target. There you go. Huh. There you go. And uh, probably our sponsor, Entertainment Earth, has them. If you want to mail order them, I'll uh I'll do a look up and I'll post a link uh on our Facebook page uh for those who uh, want to get it. But uh, Ivy Hillbilly, you guys got any uh? Loot, anything you want to reach into the box and pull out? Any prize inside? So I was playing this claw game on my iPhone, and look what I got. It's a Psyduck. So it's like a claw game that you basically played on your phone, and you watch the claw grab it. You have to wait forever for it to come in the mail. It comes from China. Um, but it's so worth it because they're so cute and little. I have a... Is that a platypus? No, this is a Psyduck. Psyduck! It's just, it's mad bright with my light. I have what, a Psyduck. Where's Psyduck from? Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I have a Pikachu, a Charmander, um, and a Squirtle. So, so you're, a, you're a Pokemon fan. Of course. <laughs> as well as an X-Men 97 fan. Yes, and as you can see, I have an X-23 shirt on today just for the show. <laughs> Well, listen, my priority right now is to make sure that you get that new Hasbro Storm 97 I know. action I, figure. How can I get I've been I've been looking and I can't find Well, they're not yet. out yet, but they they were just shown off at Toy Fair. So Yeah. I I'm hoping I'm I'm super super hoping it drops during Con New York Comic Con or at least San Diego Comic Con because usually whatever drops in San Diego Comic Con literally is is the follow up in New York City. Wait, so when I'm is New York Comic Con? That's in October. That's I'm gonna uh, come there. I I'm gonna please. make that a priority. 
please. That would be awesome. My, my priority is to get to New York so that we can do a show together. That would be so cool. Hillbilly, At Comic-Con. Oh, that would be... Ooh, let's talk off air about that. Hillbilly, you got anything uh, cool you want to show off? I know you got books. I was going to say, do you want the Hillbilly gift box or, or, or uh, prize, or do you want the publisher prize? This is this is your your time to shine. Well, I'll do both. So, real quick, for the Hillbilly side, <clears throat> awesome pickled eggs with lots of spicy, tasty, yummy. Mm. Just because, yeah, I, I'm weird and I pickled a lot of stuff. Otherwise, I got books. And if you like horrible, cheesy, B-rate sci-fi. Okay, so if the Dukes of Hazard and Spaceballs had a love child while wrapped in everything that is the 80s, you would have Smuggler's Run. Written by me and Christopher Woods. And um, my main character is Van Hagar. His is Rip Torn, or Ripper, Rippleton Torn. And they go on this crazy, insane adventure through the, the salvage universe. Um. Yeah, that in a was, space Winnebago. In a space Winnebago, <laughs> with, with an epic. Look, do you see the uh, van oh. art on the side of the ship? Is that a that dragon? Is, yes, that, it's a wizard fighting a dragon. That is awesome. And yeah, the that, artist for Chris Kennedy Publishing was able to pull that off, and that that's just beautiful. I love it. It's so. I, beautiful. I feel like they're playing Led Zeppelin inside. Exactly, and you know, well, the character's name is Van Hagar after his favorite musician. Our favorite, yeah, it was his favorite lead singer from a band, and uh, it's just it's horrible stuff because it's like way in the future, so all the information is garbled. How can someone get this book? Uh, like go to my website, uh, WilliamJosephRoberts.com. It's on the Chris Kennedy Publishing website or Amazon. Um, you'll have to look for Smuggler's Run by me or Christopher Woods because uh, there's apparently a video game from way back in the day that still pops up first. What? M- That's Melissa, pretty cool, though. Melissa Stetcher, since you're still watching, if you could Google WilliamJosephRoberts.com and post that up as a comment like you did for the shotgun um, game, you can order it right there uh, on Amazon. <laughs> or Thank you, uh, if you could post a link for William's books, uh, in particular, Smuggler's Run, that is phenomenal. That's amazing. Hey, listen, um, Andrew will come to New York Comic Con. And look, everyone, if you want to make sure that Ivy gets that Storm 97 action figure, you can contribute to buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Put in the notes, Ivy's action figure, and we will contribute it to her. And look here, William. Thanks so much, you guys. The Ooh. Kindle version of Smuggler's Run is on sale. Oh, cool. So all of those of you who are watching, you can click that link in the comments below and uh, get Smuggler's Run today. And, of course, when you buy it on Amazon, it's going to link you to the hard copy. So go ahead and buy them both. While you're there, get them both. You can start reading the digital copy today. And when the hard copy comes in, you just pick up where you left off on the printed page. And and leave reviews. Authors love reviews. It is the lifeblood. Well, lifeblood. It, without the reviews, then Amazon doesn't put us out there anywhere. That's it, right. It oh, really, really means a lot. Now, now, William, what what do you have coming up? What's your next project? Okay. Um, well, for me, on my own writing, 
Um, besides, I got a couple little short stories I got to knock out and get out to people. Um, book two of my Flux Runner series. That's book one. I'm going to. Well, have- I love that logo. That's mm-hmm. a very Lucasian logo. Oh, that's what I was kind of going for because yeah. it, it's. I mean, I love Star Wars, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, you know, um, Red Dwarf, you name it. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica, Firefly. But um, unfortunately, my artist, after he had completed the cover for book two, passed away from an aneurysm. So I'm going to have to uh, redo the cover art to get the series running right. Uh, But book two is going to be my next project that I'm working on, among a couple other things that I'm working on. Now for Three Ravens, which, um, you know, we're, we're a new indie publisher on the block, been in business about two years. We, we are just rolling and rocking. Um, you know, go over to threeravenspublishing.com. You can look, look up all the, the currently published titles. The hottest one that we got right now, which the latest book two of the Raven and the Crow series, this is book one. Uh, if you love David Eddings, the Bulgarian, Will of Time, stuff like that, you're going to eat this up. I, I had a hard time editing it because I was too busy reading it. Um, book two is just the same. Uh, you know, head editor, the, the head word, word witch for uh, Three Ravens, same thing. She got sucked into it. It's like crap. Head to go word back. witch. I, she is I the head word witch. Love you that. do not want to mess with her. But this one, this is one of our best-selling titles, and people are loving it. Uh, the Trailer Park Antho, that is the next one. I'm going to be doing uh, a second volume this year. Jonathan Mayberry has agreed to be my anchor on that. I'm just looking for my opening essay. We have a number of anthologies coming up this year. Just look at the Three Ravens website at the open call page, and you can see all the different ones. If you're an author, um, submit to it. Um, we've got a couple other titles coming out. The next for the um, was it uh, Staff of Chaos, uh, by J.F. Posthumus is coming out here next month. Uh, the first for um, Katori, what is it? Darkness in the Sky of Ember is coming up next. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on this year. One thing I do want to throw out, okay, the JTF universe that we are pushing and publishing, I've got actually the first novel in the series. Um, it is a military fantasy, historical fiction kind of deal where it's military units dealing with supernatural threats on the battlefield. The thing that I want to put out there is the Origins Anthology. This is the revamped legacy cover that I did for it. There is a different cover for the original. But any proceeds from the sale of this go to the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. Um, because they do good stuff for brothers and sisters in need, and they're helping to knock down the 22. And if you don't understand what the 22 is, uh, holler at me and I'll explain it. So, Um, Hillbilly, I want them all. Everything that you've just (laughs) held up, I'm like, yes, 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 please. (laughs) And and they can get everything that you've shown and shared with us at 3ravenspublishing.com. Yes, sir. Awesome. Guys, I cannot believe this. We're already at an hour, Ivy. How does this? How does the time go by so fast on this show? Um, Always and fun, we didn't even friends. really squirrel very much this morning. But um, fun. but you're a squirrel hunter, Hillbilly. Is that right? No, a squirrel wrangler. And see, <clears throat> oh, as an, as an editor and a publisher, you've got to be a squirrel wrangler. Well, not even that. Just the ideas, because you know. 
me and me and the wife, we were sitting in Applebee's and just I look over at the bar and there's this lady with her two friends and they're sitting there talking. I can't hear what they're saying, but her body language and the way she's just carrying herself started to spool up this idea of this bad guy. And I, I'm like, I need pen. I need paper. And, and she, you know, she ran run out to the the, the car to get something to write on or I, like we stole a pin from the, the waitress so that I could start jotting down notes. Cause I'm like, I need this idea. And, and, and that's squirrel wrangling. I mean, getting the ideas down, figuring out where it's going to go and, you know, keeping your notes and stuff. Yeah. That actually happens to me with comedy. Like I'll be falling asleep sometimes and just this whole bit, this will just pop up in my head and I just have to get up. Cause if I don't get up and write it down, that's it. I lost it for, and so someone's going to f- probably come up with something close to it in the future. Cause I missed out the genius idea to put it together myself. Yep. So I, I feel you. You know, it, it, it even applies to, to dealing with like my authors, especially on these anthologies. Cause like this one, that's got 19 authors in it. So trying to make sure that we get all our stuff together and get edits done. And, and it's like, okay, you got to do this. And, um, we, we got this one new project. I'm actually helping to teach Lexi how to go about doing this, that uh, it, it, it's a veterans charity. Um, all the proceeds of it are, are going to the We Dare Foundation to help with uh, veteran suicide and dealing with it and, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, it, it's, it's, what is it? Uh, um, your call is important to us, which is kind of a jab at the VA, but um helping her to wrangle the squirrels and figure out how to do this. And we are getting so many submissions from all these veterans sending in stuff from, you know, their time in what helped them, uh, what they, you know, some of them are actually writing fiction that, that might help somebody to heal a little bit. And um, so I'm helping her to wrangle all these squirrels together to put this project together and uh, see it come to pass. That, that is awesome. So Melissa Stetcher wants to know how we can get signed copies and uh, um, he'll be going to talk about that off air. Um, but you should have signed copies available on your website, do you, Hillbilly? Uh, no, but come can... to a con. Where, where's yeah, the next come to con, a con you're going to be at? Uh, next con. Okay, so I'm going to be a fantasy in Raleigh uh, next month. Uh, it's like the third week of the month. I don't remember right off. Um, after that, I will be at Liberty Con. I may be at Metrotham. I don't know. Uh, Metrotham Con is here in Chattanooga. I've got to talk to the guys and see if I can get another table. I will be, I won't have a table at uh, Imaginarium in Louisville, Kentucky in July, but I'm going to be there. And what was it? I'm, I'm putting on three workshops and moderating like nine other panels. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a guest at Imaginarium as well. I'm part of the crew that puts it on. Oh, cool. So, okay. So let's you and I talk off air about, Imaginarium. Okay. All right, all right. And then uh, after that, right, I'm trying to get into Deep South Con in October. I mean, yeah, it, it it all depends. I'm I'm really trying to see if I want to do tables or not at conventions. That, that's where I'm at at the moment for with that. So for those people who don't know, you make you can make money at conventions selling your merch at a table. However, you got to be tied to that table, right? And or it's really to- hard to enjoy the convention. Well, you know, you got to have inventory, and that's one thing yeah. that I really don't like carrying because it's extra cash sitting there. You, you, know? you and me, we're on the same page, man. So I I'm, get it. This year is my decision: do I really want tables or not? But as a publisher, if I'm up there talking, I want to be able to point people to it. 
but my table minions are also some of my authors. Like, you know, okay, the road trip we're doing next month is to fantasize. And sometimes and they're not the authors. best salespeople. No, but they're in training. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll talk off air about that, and we'll okay. collaborate a little bit and brainstorm. But Ivy, before we go, we have got to crow a little bit. You and me, the last time you were on the show, we made a prediction. Yeah. And this is why. This is why I love you. I am the prophet <laughs> of pop culture. And you are now the prophetess. Side by side with me. We made a prediction that the WWE was going to push to unify the world titles. We, 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 actually, we, right. we actually predicted that they were going to do it to both the, the men's title and the women's title. But this week, they announced officially at WrestleMania, they are going to unify the titles. It is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Winner takes all. I'm so excited for this. Um, I, I, first of all, I kudos to you and I. Like I said in, when we were chatting um, on Instagram, we literally know our wrestling like we literally called it i was you you heard the voice my book you guys i was so excited i was so amped up and you know just to see robin and brock um at wrestlemania title for title um brock was has been on several podcasts if you go on uh youtube and he's like i'm still ready to go i'm not stopping so like he and to him if the money keeps flowing in he's gonna keep wrestling and he's at a point where it's not even about the money anymore it's about the sport and he's actually enjoying it now before he was more like he had a perception of okay this is work and this is what i have to support my family and do the things that i want to do but this man is now living his life as a butcher in the backyard of his own home and he's all about the actual sport and we're really really seeing a different side of and he Brock is Lesnar. over he is over with the fans in a way that he has never been never. before yes. in his career yes 100 percent. and, so you and think he's gonna be the one I think I'm I'm rooting for Brock. I usually don't. I usually root against Brock and I will always and I love my Samoan families. I will always have their backs and it's an honor, you know, sharing a locker room when I'm with any of them, but I'm sorry you guys. I think Brock is definitely going to take this. But here's the real question, Ivy Roman. Is Ivy Roman going to be headlining WrestleMania? Listen, we just have to keep, we just got to keep staying tuned to back of the cereal box. We have to stay tuned to Healing with Ivy podcast and we'll, we'll find out eventually. You can do it, man. (laughs) You can do it. Now, now real quick, Hillbilly, are you a wrestling fan? I am not, unfortunately. All right, you're done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but hey, Ivy, before we leave, I want to close with your story. Oh my God. <laughs> what happened was. So you guys, I got blocked by Pete Davidson. <laughs> um, so, you know, everyone knows that Pete Davidson is not a fan of social media. He's never been, he's talked about it in a number of his standups. Who is um, Pete Davidson for people who don't know? So if you don't know Pete Davidson, he's a stand-up comedian. He's on SNL. He's Kim Kardashian's current new boo. And um, there is a lot of, uh, you know, drama going on between him and Kanye West. And 
he came back to social media and I was just like, Hey, social media is not that bad. Like, let me, I started tagging him on some reels and stuff like that. Some motivational things like, yo, bro, this is like, as long as you stick to people that you, that you get a positive vibe from and you, you control your own algorithm by who you let in your, in that world, like you'll be fine. Like you don't turn off your comments. Like you'll be fine, whatever. But he literally commented dog do I know you and then (laughs) as I responded to him I was like you did exactly what I wanted you to do bro you gave me a story now I can use this in my stand-up so thanks (laughs) so he blocked you and and you can't tag him or comment anymore because Pete Davidson can't appreciate how awesome Ivy Roman really is bless his little heart bless his heart listen you know (laughs) What are you going to do? Listen, I am not everyone's cup of tea, but I am some's cup of coffee. So it's okay. It's okay. Well, I still see, love jokes, his stand up. Jokes on Pete Davidson. I'm going to tag him in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now I got a question. Okay. I may not be a wrestling fan, but my direct supervisor is like this mega. I mean, he's even doing like the, the, the um, fantasy wrestling game stuff and all that i mean he's absolutely into everything wrestling so how do we get a picture of you signed well you could send a dm to me directly and then i will definitely send you a signed copy send one right over (laughs) and i have i have new photos coming out you guys so new photos wait wait, let's clarify that she said new as in brand new recent not nude (laughs) yeah not nude guys my husband would kill me. <laughs> but um, if you're not following Ivy on Instagram, Healing with Ivy, you really must. She Her Instagram is on fire. I just she like to have fun. Phenomenal. <laughs> you guys are awesome, too. I love when you guys tag me. Awesome. 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 Um, there was something else that I needed to share, but now I can't remember what it was. So um, <laughs> that's how this show goes. Um uh, so we're going to, uh, wrap up here. Thank you so much, Hillbilly, for being with us. Where can people find you? Three Ravens Um, you can find me on, uh, three Ravens my own author website at William Joseph Roberts.com. I am on at least 15 different social media pages. Um, along with three Ravens, I, just do a search. And Ivy, you're at, at, Healing with Ivy on Instagram. Are you on Facebook as well? I am on Facebook. If you click the link on my Instagram, it'll take you right to it. Awesome. You guys got to follow these fine folks because they are awesome and everything that they're doing is fire. Uh, you can well, follow hold me. Hold on. You're fire. You're fire. So hold on. <laughs> Let me roll out the red carpet for you, Johnny. Yeah, what you got going on here, man, is absolutely amazing. Find you. At johnpica.com, right there. Ta-da! Um, so, uh, one last time, let me just uh, remind you guys, check out our uh, sponsor at Unidragon Puzzles at unidragon.com. This image of this tiger is one of their puzzles. That is one of their puzzles, and each puzzle piece is a work of art in and of itself. 
Unidragon.com. Use our promo code Cereal Box Podcast. Take 10% off. We want to thank again our sponsors, uh, our supporters, Dave Mattingly, Cindy Kep, Crystal Raven Jones. You can become a supporter as well at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And uh, that is greatly, greatly appreciated. And guys and gals, we are going to leave you with one last, one last partner. Uh, as we close out the show, we're going to end with our uh, sponsorship with comic books for kids, but Ivy Hillbilly, thank you guys so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Love you thanks, so thanks much. Thanks for having me on, man. This has been fun. Yeah, you've been it's great. Fun. And um, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Stick around and uh, check this out. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. Thank you guys for watching. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Share this episode with two, three hundred of your closest friends and family. Tell them to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.